I'm Mr. Marvel, and it's my job to catch you up on all the things going on in the MCU. So settle in, and let's not waste another minute. Welcome to episode 10. Today, we will be breaking down Disney Plus's Moon Knight, episode 5, The Asylum. But before we do, I must warn you that this will be full of spoilers. This was by far my least favorite episode this season, but we finally got our origin story and they brought back the QR code, which makes me think there had to be one hiding somewhere in the last two episodes. We just completely missed it. We pick up right where we left off in the last episode with our introduction to Taweret, the Egyptian goddess of childbirth and fertility. My question here is, why did they choose to use this character? Because I'm pretty sure that Anubis was the one that weighed your heart against the feather. Not only that, but he was also a character in a few Moon Knight comics. To me, they missed a great opportunity here, but instead gave us this silly CGI character that didn't even know how to do her job correctly. But if you remember, we did get a reference of this character at the beginning of the season when Steven had to do inventory. So clearly Marvel always has a plan. Now she did introduce this afterlife, as the ancestral plane, which, if you remember, this is pulled right out of Black Panther, which confirms that there are multiple versions of the afterlife that exist within the MCU, meaning that we could get some more versions that could be introduced in Doctor Strange or even Thor, Love and Thunder. This might have gone over your head, but did you catch that this is the exact same boat that was in Gus's The One Finned Fish's fish tank back in episode one? Boy, that's a tongue twister. Try to say that one three times fast. I'm really beginning to notice that there were a lot of hints back in episode one that we all clearly missed that have led through the entire course of this series. Speaking of episode number one, as I stated before, we got that QR code hiding in plain sight again. We posted about this on Wednesday night, but in case you missed it, the QR code will take you over to Moon Knight issue number one. Now, it is a free read and a great comic that gives you our origin story. Could this be a hint moving further in this episode? Make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Mr. Marvel's Minutes so you can stay up to date when we post these fun Easter eggs. Did you get the feeling they were about to give us our third persona, Jake Lockley, right here when the scales were not balancing, meaning they were not whole? I totally thought they were going to open the doors and Jake would be patiently waiting right there. Instead, we get a room full of dead bodies that were the victims of Conchu's vengeance. Mark did start to name them off, but did you catch the New York victim? This has to be one more hint at our cabbie from the Big Apple, Jake Lockley. I do really hope they find a way to incorporate him 
in the season finale. I'm tired of all these hints, yet we never get to see him. What I really liked about this episode is that we did get a glimpse into Mark's childhood, which right off the bat, we see Mark's brother drawing a one-finned goldfish, and we see, or more so here, that Leta's Gatus came from Mark and not Stephen. It's unfortunate that in our live-action version of Moon Knight, Mark's little brother dies while they are off playing Tomb Busters. Knowing his brother was a villain in the comics, or more so the supervillain Shadow Knight, who is eventually killed by Mark. Marvel, yet again, missed an opportunity to utilize a great character and an even better villain throughout this series. Not only did we see the origin of Steven's persona as it was an escape from Mark's abusive childhood, but Mark did mention that Bushman killed the archaeologists, including Layla's father. With this comic-accurate introduction, Marvel now has a chance to bring this classic comic book villain to life. I do hope it's not another missed opportunity, but at least we know he does exist within the MCU. I mean, he could easily show up in the next Black Panther movie, even in the upcoming Kraven the Hunter movie. The possibilities are countless, and I hope that Marvel or somebody decides to utilize this character in the future. This leads us to my favorite part in the entirety of this season. We have Mark and Steven looking at dragging footsteps leading into this incredible temple. They watch on as the mercenary Mark Spector is propping himself on top of these steps under the statue of Kanchu, staring death in its face. He pulls his gun and is ready to end his life, but we get Kanchu's voice stopping him before it's too late. Kanchu gives Mark a choice of life and to be healed, but there is a consequence. Isn't there always a consequence? Mark must pledge to protect the travelers of the night and bring Conchu's vengeance to those who would do them harm. The dying Mark Spector agrees to these terms and we get the awesome transformation of Mark into Moon Knight, giving us an amazing origin image right there. All of these memories are getting us closer to balancing the scales. I still felt like we needed a memory of Jake to balance these scales, but instead they throw us back on our ripped off version of the Black Pearl riding through the desert sands. I only mention that because each week on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I do a spoilers without context. And if you've been following along for episode three, when we saw how the scarab worked, I, of course, went right to Captain Jack Sparrow holding his compass. And this week, I saw a lot of people posting photos of the Black Pearl. Great minds do think alike. But we are back on the boat and we see that 
unbalanced souls are being judged and condemned to the sands before their time, leading me to believe that Amit has been released and is wrecking havoc on the world. I do wonder if she killed Arthur or let him live. Mark and Stephen have now convinced Tauret to turn the boat around and somehow contact Layla to free Kanchu. But there is always a caveat. They must balance the scales before reaching the gates of Osiris. This is where we learn and Stephen learns that Mark's mom is dead. And this was the pivotal point where Mark lost control of the body and Stephen took over. I knew Marvel wouldn't leave us hanging on this one. With everything now brought to life and Stephen and Mark at peace, the scales are still not balanced. I mean, come on, what do these two need to do? Oh, I know, go back to that other sarcophagus that we saw in episode four and just open it because I know Jake Lockley is trapped inside. But no, that would be too easy. Instead, we get a dramatic fight scene against some Sandman-esque characters that are intent on dragging Mark into the sand. However, Steven finally grows a pair and starts fighting them to protect Mark. But leading Steven with a V to fall off the boat and into the sands turning into a sand, maybe a stone statue. Well, that balanced the scales, immediately sending Mark into the field of reeds, possibly being trapped forever. This leads us to the end of our breakdown on Disney Plus's Moon Knight Episode 5, The Asylum. It wasn't my favorite episode, but it was a great one, leaving us to our wildest imaginations for what is to come in episode six. With it being our season finale, what are your thoughts on what will happen? Make sure you are following us at Mr. Marvel's Minutes on all social platforms, as I will be putting up a post to get your answers and thoughts. And next week, we will have to see who got the closest. Speaking of social media, we have been playing a few games this week. Our first was a this or that MCU accessories edition. We paired up a few of my favorites. Let's see what the outcome was. Our first one was Stormbreaker versus Mjolnir and Stormbreaker won. I would not have thought that. Red Guardian Shield versus Captain America Shield. And, of course, Captain America Shield won. The Chitauri Scepter versus the Infinity Gauntlet. And, as expected, the Infinity Gauntlet won. Shang-Chi's Ten Rings versus Hela's Necroswords. Now, the Ten Rings won by default as nobody voted for Hela's Necroswords. We also started a Friday's Favorites, and this week we paired up some movies and shows against one another, and we are going to have a special guest give you these results. So, let me be the first to introduce you to the magnificent, maleficent Ashley. 
Hey, Mr. Marvel, thanks for having me. All right, let's get into these results. First up, we have Age of Ultron versus Civil War. The winner was Age of Ultron. All right, next was Thor the Dark World versus Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 won by a landslide since nobody voted for Thor the Dark World. All right, next up is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 versus Volume 2. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 won. This was a hard one for me because I do enjoy both of the movies equally, and I'm excited for their new ride at Epcot in Walt Disney World. All right, next is The Defenders versus Inhumans. The Defenders won for this. Now, I don't agree at all with that, and I would like a recount because Inhumans is my favorite TV show. And with the possibility of Anson Mount reprising his role as the one and only Black Bolt in the upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has me nothing but excited. All right. And now for our final quiz question. So we have ABC Marvel shows versus Netflix Marvel shows and Netflix one for this. Are they even considered Netflix anymore now that it's on Disney Plus and they've scrubbed out Netflix from it? Well, we greatly appreciate your help, Ashley. And I hope that you can come back next week to give us another hand when we introduce again a new Friday's favorites. Could you go ahead and tell our audience where they could find you, Ashley? Thank you for having me, Mr. Marvel. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley's Spooky Castle. I'm always posting about anything Halloween related, even if it's not in spooky season. So come on and follow me if you want a good little spooky addition to your daily feed. You can also follow me at Crafts by a Spooky Blonde on Instagram or on Etsy if you would like any sort of spooky addition to your house. And you can also message me for any sort of custom order. Thanks again for your time. And people, please give her a follow. I'm going to jump back at this as I even dropped in a question at the end to get to know what your favorite Marvel movie or TV show was. This was pretty unanimous as a lot of people liked Loki, WandaVision, What If, Endgame, Spider-Man's No Way Home, and Civil War. I appreciate everyone that took the time to participate in these games, and I hope that you look forward to many more weekly games. I am also putting some things together for our first giveaway that will be coming up in just a few weeks. So make sure you are following us on Instagram because you won't want to miss out on this. Now, there are some major news and rumors running wild in the MCU this week, especially since we are just a few days away from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and we just got a new TV spot trailer that has fans going crazy. We were all pretty certain that the Illuminati would make an appearance here. But thankfully, Master Mordo has 100% confirmed this. The big question here is going to be who is in the Illuminati. Now, I know we've talked about this before in previous episodes, and we know who is on the Illuminati in the comics, but we are certain that Professor X will be sitting there in his yellow hover chair, and I am just hoping that they at least give us Anson Mount's Black Bolt. 
Another snippet we got was that of Captain Carter. Now, I know we didn't see her face or hear her say anything, but we did see that shield coming straight out of what if. I cannot wait to see what her Stark Tech jetpack is going to be all about because that thing looks epic. My last takeaway was a good clear image we had of a Captain Marvel variant that I can only assume will be none other than Lashana Lynch's Maria Rambo. There is another epic rumor that Marvel could be introducing Man-Thing in the upcoming Disney Plus Halloween special, which will be based on Werewolf by Night. For those of you that are not familiar with Man-Thing, you have come to the right place because he was first introduced in Savage Tales issue number one back in 1971, who DC basically ripped off when they released Swamp Thing in 1972. Now, Man-Thing was a scientist working on a version of the Super Soldier Serum who crashed his car trying to outrun some people that were trying to steal it from him. Ironically, he just so happened to crash his car in a section of the Florida Everglades that was also a cross-dimensional gateway into the multiverse. With the serum and this nexus of all realities combined, it turned him into a mindless monster with multiple superpowers, one of which was that to manipulate plants. Yeah, DC totally stole this character. We have also had the delight of getting some dates from Marvel on upcoming projects and have also been given delays, pushing a lot of early 2023 releases into the middle or end of 2023. It sucks, but that's the industry. As long as they don't pull a Sony and Morbius, (laughs) I'll be okay. With the season finale of Moon Knight dropping on Wednesday, it will be coming in at a runtime of 44 to 45 minutes long. This will make it the shortest live action MCU finale to date, breaking the record of Loki that came in at 48 minutes long. Honestly, I'm just not sure 44 minutes is enough time to give us fans what we need to close out this limited run series. But as long as we see Moon Knight and Gore the God Butcher before the end, I will have all the closure I need. But at least we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming to a theater near you on Thursday. I cannot wait. Now, I will be attending this Thursday and Friday night. So my plan is to bring you the breakdown of the Moon Knight season finale, spoiler filled as always. But at the end of that episode, I will do a quick spoiler free reaction as to why you should go out and watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness right away. If you are enjoying our podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating on whichever platform you are using and feel free to share us with your friends and family so they can join in on all the fun too. As always, thanks for listening and make sure you are following us 
on all platforms. Just search at Mr. Marvel's Minutes and make sure you click that little bell so you'll get notified first when we release a new episode. Don't forget to catch us next weekend when we break down another spoiler-filled episode of Moon Knight. Mr. Marvel's Minutes is brought to you by Crafts by Spooky Blonde, where it's spooky, but with some pixie dust. Just search Etsy for Crafts by Spooky Blonde. You can also become a Patreon to help us keep the mic on.